Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. I've got to unmute myself. Here we go. Strike it, reverse it. Here we go. Um, So I'm in. I was just talking to myself for a good minute and 40 seconds. That's okay because I'm here now. And uh, and that's all that matters. Jason, I'm not taking that energy tonight. I don't want that energy tonight. So so don't break that in here. Don't bring it in here. I don't want that energy. Don't bring it in here. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. Welcome in, guys. Glad to uh, glad to see you live uh, live right now. I, I mute myself while I'm getting ready because you know I'm, I fidget a lot. I'm a fidgeter and uh, got to make sure that uh, that I don't. So big night to talk about. Not, I mean, sort of right. Big blowouts. Big night. Big blowouts in college football tonight. So we're going to talk NC State, Mississippi State, Arkansas, just beating the brakes off of Texas. Um, Maybe, maybe get to a little Ole Miss Austin P, but it's an FCS game. Who cares? Uh, a lot to get to. Tennessee lost. There's so much to cover tonight. Glad that you guys are with me. But first, I, I need to figure out also how to like, like in post production cut YouTube videos because somebody's going to be watching this and going to be really confused there for a little while. But uh, anyway. Glad that you guys are with me. If you're a first-time watcher, viewer, whatever this is, I uh, I live stream every morning, 8 a.m., talking football, whatever the case may be, on any of these channels. So if you're watching uh, on Periscope, I also YouTube this on my YouTube channel. Just find me, Michael Borky, on YouTube. Follow on Twitter and Facebook as well, or wherever you get your podcast. Mike, in the morning is what it's called, or just my name will turn up results. And uh, also, of course, uh, I'm on Sports Talk Mississippi every day from 3 to 6. But tonight recapping the weekend that was in college football. Um, Got to start in Starkville, right? Although the game's not over. Um, what a absolute, flat-out, dominating performance. Now, you're going to look at Devin Leary's passing numbers. I mean, he's going to throw for 300 yards tonight. That's just kind of by default. Uh, Zach Arnett's defense was flat-out dominant tonight. Um, not surprised, although I am a little Right. Uh, it, it's it's kind of one of those things. I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter earlier and the conversation was, you know, that's why you don't overreact to week one. Well, I don't know if if anything I did was an overreaction. I know some fans wanted Mike Leach to get fired and stuff like that, but it was more they played like crap last week. And if they played like that tonight, they were going to get beat tonight. But that's the beautiful thing. Uh, about sports is one game doesn't have to define you, and at least Mississippi State defensively tonight, one game did not define them. They did some nice things um, on offense. I, you know, Rogers was okay. Still, I don't like uh, he is just unwilling to take shots down the field. I don't know if that that means there's nobody open. I just I would love to see more 
downfield passing game, especially tonight when he got better protection. It wasn't perfect, but it was definitely better. I would love to see him try to throw the football downfield more than he does, but that's nitpicking. I mean, it's a dominating performance. What am I doing? Um, Zach Arnett's defense, and this is what we talked about last Saturday night. Zach Arnett's defense, you knew that they were better than what they showed, or at least I thought they were, and clearly they are. We have a sample size, especially with the secondary, that tells you they're better than the way they performed last week. I still stand by it. I know, I know I'm going to get um, some people. So the radio audience is going to be like, oh, I thought you said NC State was better than Louisiana Tech. And yes, they are. They are. I still stand by that. After watching them play tonight, I will tell you, I still believe that NC State is better than Louisiana Tech. If they play each other next weekend, NC State would beat Louisiana Tech. I think they're better. The difference is Mississippi State played much, much, much better. And it starts up front. The front six really controlled the line of scrimmage tonight for Mississippi State. Um, NC State was a team that was going to want to try to run the football. And they're really good at it. I mean, Zonovan Knight's a an NFL caliber back, at least I think he is. They were calling him something else on the broadcast, but Knight, I think, is is a guy that can play at the next level, and NC State wants to run the football. That's how they conduct their offense. You saw it tonight. Um, Leary is not the best at vertical passing. We had an NC State guest on uh, during the week that said that uh, Leary's an NFL quarterback, and mm, that was a stretch, and I even said that after the interview. I said, with all due respect to a guy that watches NC State more than I do, but when I watch Devin Leary play, I, I don't see NFL. Um, they are entirely dependent on being successful running the football, and if they are not, you have them beat. Mississippi State tonight dominated NC State up front. And I, I loved, especially the secondary guy, stepped up and made plays as well in the run game. It wasn't just a front six thing. It was... Um, NC State would try to set the edge and stuff like that, and, and it just it did not work. I mean, Mississippi State played really downhill tonight, but the front six controlled the line of scrimmage. He mixed up blitz packages really well. They got after Leary, made him really uncomfortable all night. I don't know what the sack numbers are. I don't think they're going to be great, uh, but that doesn't mean the pass rush wasn't great. It's a little – the ESPN box score doesn't have it. I'll, I'll be able to find it on stat broadcast or something later. But the point is – um there may not be a high sack total, but it doesn't mean the pass rush was bad. Sometimes stats are a little deceiving. Mississippi State's pass rush tonight was exceptional, and they controlled the line of scrimmage, and they would not let Mississippi State run the ball. And when they cannot run the ball, Devin Leary's not good enough to beat a secondary like that on his own, and you have a recipe for a night like State had tonight. Just a dominating, dominating, dominating performance uh, from a team that, you know, is a different challenge. We talked about it last Saturday. We talked about it all week. NC State was a different challenge for these guys uh, than Louisiana Tech. It's a better football team. I'll, regardless of what the radio audience is going to think on Monday and what they're going to say and text in, I I don't do this ever. I'm right about this. They are wrong. NC State's a better team, or they will be wrong because I know this is coming. NC State's a better team than Louisiana Tech. Mississippi State just played much better tonight than they did last week. Still some issues on the offensive line. Dollar Bill probably shouldn't have even been playing tonight, and he didn't play well. He's a penalty machine. Um, 
there, there, you know, it's not perfect, but it was a hell of a lot better and a hell of a lot better beat a quality, uh, quality team tonight for, uh, for Mississippi state. It's a quality win that I, I told you guys Saturday, I was not going to embellish it if it happened. And I'm holding to that. It's a quality win over a good football team. And that's what they did tonight. They dominated at home and, uh, Zach Arnett's defense. Uh, he had his kids ready tonight. Um, they schemed up NC State well. They were more physical than NC State. They were faster than NC State. And they get a win. And they get a win. Uh, really, really nice win for State tonight. Um, kind of erases. Kind of erases a lot of what we saw last week. I'm still not thrilled with the offense. Um, I, I just think if you're throwing the ball 50 times in a game, you, you, they're throwing 50 passes tonight for under 300 yards, 49 passes for under 300 yards. I just, you know, we'll discuss that at a later date because tonight it's all about the win. How about that? How about that? No positive vibes only tonight. Not going to talk any negative things tonight about Mississippi State. It's a dominating win, and that's that's where we're going to keep it. So those are some opening thoughts there, and then uh, we'll get to some of your messages. Why not? I want you guys to kind of drive this thing. I have no notes. Don't you have a notepad out? I have my phone just in case I need to pull up a score or anything, and I have some stuff, like tabs open, but very atypical of me to just kind of wing it. But tonight, we're just going to kind of wing it, guys. We're just going to wing it. Why not? Uh, Yeah, I know, guys. No volume, no volume, no volume. I know. How negative is Brian Haydad? He's the most negative person I know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not even sure he likes Mississippi State with how negative he is. I, I don't, I just, can you call him a fan, honestly? And then he's like, he's nice to Ole Miss grads every day at work. Like, he's nice to Richard. He's nice to me. I, I, you know, maybe he's a closet rebel after all. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, can we please make fun of Texas yet? Yes, we can make fun of Texas anytime we want to. Uh, here's what we learned about Texas tonight ladies and gentlemen, they are soft. Above all else, Texas is soft. And tonight's game, which I did not see coming, by the way, willing to eat crow, hand up, had no idea, no idea that this was going to go down like this. I didn't expect it. Was not impressed with Arkansas last week. I'm still not convinced they're going to be particularly good but this is what I was talking about when I said after uh, the expansion thing happened. People were so afraid of Texas. And I saw some national guys like, why would the Mississippi schools ever vote in favor of Texas joining the SEC? They're never going to win again. Texas has been hot garbage since 2009. What have they won? What have they been since 2009? Nothing. Any recruit. Any recruit does not remember when Texas was good. They have more five and seven seasons than 10 win seasons since 2009. If, if I remember correctly, they have more five and seven seasons than nine win seasons since 2009. This is what Texas is. This is what I was talking about. Oklahoma is a team that, you know, they're quality. I think them joining the SEC, they'll be able to compete at the highest level in the league every day. Every Saturday, Oklahoma is equipped to compete at the highest level in the SEC. Texas is not. I mean, picture this for a second. The Texas that you saw last night and the next weekend, they're in Gainesville. 
And then they get a bye week. And then the next weekend, they have to go to Baton Rouge. Oh, and then and then they get to have a home game, but it's Ole Miss in that offense. It's not the Big 12 anymore. This is what I was talking about. They're soft. Texas football has been soft since 2009. They were soft tonight. Arkansas just lined up and physically owned Texas. And talent acquisition has never been Texas's issue. That team is more talented than what they looked, but they are soft. Texas football is S-O-F-T, soft. And anybody, national media or otherwise, that we, we heard it from some listeners and stuff locally that were afraid of Texas. Man, why would, why would Mississippi State want Texas in? Because that's what Texas is. They have a lot of money. They got a big brand with the horn and all that. They're soft. Arkansas lined up and took it right freaking to them tonight. Scored 40 points. 40 points on Texas. Soft. That's what it is. It's going to take multiple years for Sark to even get this right if he can. And he wouldn't. I mean, if you look at their most recent string of hires, it's not like they hired people with bad pedigrees and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Maybe just maybe there's something wrong there. Maybe they got a cultural issue. Maybe they're just soft. That's what they are. Texas is soft. That was an embarrassment. Shout out Sam Pittman in Arkansas. That was awesome. I I had Ole Miss on one TV, stayed on the other, and I was watching Texas, Arkansas on my phone. <laughs> uh, man, that was that was just a forgive my language. It's after dark, right? That was an ass beating. That's what that was. A flat out ass beating. It's what it was. Nobody should be afraid of Texas joining the SEC. Nobody should. Tonight was just a tonight was just a microcosm of that. This isn't the only example. This is just added to the list for the last decade plus two years of Texas football. That's what this has been. That's what they are. Oregon Ohio State was the best game of the season so far. Big Dog Coop says, "Yeah, I'll, t- I'll agree with you there." Um. So, you know, sometimes I, I get things right. And on Friday morning after the Ohio State-Minnesota game, I said I was really, really not in love with Ohio State's defense, especially the back seven. I thought they were a step slow, honestly, uh, for a team that recruits as well as Ohio State does. Excuse me. They should not be as slow as they appeared against Minnesota. And Oregon just, what a game plan from Joe Moorhead. Uh, Oregon was faster, more athletic than Ohio State was. That's the truth. And they took it to them physically, ran the football well. But Oregon controlled the edges because they're more athletic than Ohio State. I saw that on Thursday of last week when they played Minnesota. I was not at all in love with Ohio State's defense. I thought they were um, a step slow. And as good as Stroud was today, he still misses high too often. He's too inconsistent. But offense isn't Ohio State's issue. They're going to get scored on by a lot of people. But it was a really good game plan for Moorhead today. Took advantage of his uh, athleticism on the edges. He coached a really good game today. And future Alabama head coach Mario Cristobal uh, got his signature win that he needed. Um, Whenever LSU hires or fires Ed Orgeron, because that's coming, um, that's a call I would make as well. Good recruiter, obviously can hire well, build a good staff. 
That's him, Napier, Kiffin. Sorry, Ole Miss fans. That would be my list if, if I were LSU. It's Napier, Cristobal, Kiffin. For sure. But that was a hell of a game. I mean, that, that was a great game. I loved watching it. Empty seats in the horseshoe, by the way. College football. That's what's, uh, that's what's happening moving forward. Ducks dumped the Buckeyes, JP says, in Arkansas better than we all presumed. Um, Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that. I think the bigger story is Texas than it is Arkansas, but th- th- that's diminishing Arkansas. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough out. The SEC West is Alabama on a plane by themselves, drop off. Basically two through seven. I mean, I think LSU is a step below like an old Miss right now. Texas A&M, I mean, Haynes King, we'll see how healthy he is, but it's not like they looked great offensively with Haynes King last week, but he did get hurt today, and they struggled badly. They got lucky to get out of there with a win, honestly, against Colorado and Denver today, which is also something I don't understand. Why is Colorado playing a home game against an SEC team not at home? Why do they play that in Denver with empty seats in the upper decks? Go play that in Boulder. What's wrong with you people? Uh, but Texas A&M has not impressed so far. Uh, State's defense is salty. My gosh. I mean, if they – State's going to have to win games this year the same way they did last year. Um, although I do think their receiver core is better, is, is State's. It's better, so they have a better chance at moving the football a little bit more, I think. But their recipe is still going to be playing great defense and hanging on for dear life. Um, And if they play defense like they did tonight, they're going right back to a bowl game. No problem. State smoked NC State. Needed to happen. Yeah, uh, Mike Leach needed this one. Mike Leach needed this one, and he got it. It's, It's just an impressive win. An impressive, impressive win. Zach Arnett is one of the best, man. Uh, He is one of the best. And... um, (laughs) If you're an SEC fan in general, you're saying, thank goodness that Ed Orgeron could not convince him to go to LSU, and he stayed at at State. That was big for everybody, obviously, including State, but he had a great game plan tonight. His kids were ready to go in physical and just dominated. I think that game has gone final now, too, right? It's uh, it's officially over. Yeah, 24-10, the final dominance. Just dominance from, uh, from Mississippi State. To be fair, NC State missed on two or three open touchdowns. They shot themselves in the foot a little bit tonight. Uh, obviously, the opening kickoff, don't kick to Griffin ever again, anybody. Just don't don't kick to him. If anybody kicks to him, it's on them what happens next. Um, Leary missed some open guys. Uh, that fumble early in the third was was really bad. I mean, they were moving the football and fumbled away. But credit State's defense. They applied the pressure. I mean, you can... Force unforced errors when your opponent feels pressure. And so, you know, Leary was under duress most of the game. He didn't get comfortable. And um, when you're uncomfortable in the pocket, you're not going to be as good throwing deep balls. So I'm with you. I mean, you know, NC State can play better than they did, but I think a lot of that has to do with that they felt or they heard footsteps, you know? Um. State brought the aggression and the physicality tonight, and I think it messed with everybody. Jason says, I got Arkansas right, completely whiffed on State, and it wasn't just last week. They've been terrible on the O-line since Mullen left. I feel shocked, Cotton McKnight. 
Trey Lowe injured against a SWAC opponent. Insert Tyke. He's going to need more beer next Saturday. Defense did their job against a SWAC school. Um, yeah, and uh, at least you know, at least Will Hall gets to keep his life. You know, so so that's good. Uh, I'm happy that that he's he's not going to get taken out back and uh, and sent to the farm. You know he gets to, he gets to keep his life, but no, it's it's good good for him to get his uh, his first win, and we'll see what Tykees has. Um, and then a road trip to Tuscaloosa in a couple weeks also is looming for Southern Miss. Ohio State is certainly better than Fresno State. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about, Zach. And I'm telling you, we're gonna get that from radio listeners. I'm I'm telling you because we spent the week talking about. I said often, I think Leary is better than what you saw from Louisiana Tech. Zonovan Knight is better than what you saw from Louisiana Tech. And I think NC State's offensive line is better than Louisiana Tech's. I think that's a no-brainer, but you're going to get people who think they're so smart. And I I also think I'm a hell of a lot smarter than I am. But you're going to get these people that are like, oh, I thought you said that they were better. Well, I, I did, and they are. State played better tonight. Ohio State is much better than Fresno State. Oregon played better today. It's almost as if there are two factors when it comes to the outcome of a football game because there are two teams on the field and the way they play impacts you know, the outcome of games. I don't know. Hornet may be a top five uh, DC in the country. Uh, yeah. I don't know what his aspirations are as a career. I Like maybe he's happy being a DC. Like maybe he's Brent Venables and – you know, just wants to wants to be that and doesn't have a desire to be a head coach. But uh, between his mentality, I love his press conferences. I know that doesn't mean anything, but I do love them. Uh, his mentality is good. Um, there should be some schools that kick the tires on him to be a head coach. Some group of five schools should kick the tires on him. I would. I would. Uh, I would not be shocked at all if both he and Jeff Lebby are gone uh, after this year. And it's not a slight on either State or Ole Miss. It's just when you hire good people, they get better jobs than being an OC or a DC for you. I, I think that, you know, if I'm a, you know, they're not going to be looking for a coach, but if I'm an Arkansas State caliber program, yeah, he gets a phone call. No doubt about it. Coach Prime moves to 2-0 and in the fall season. Nice crowd in uh, in Memphis. Uh, yeah, I saw some Jackson State fans today with the car flags and stuff. They're everywhere around here. Uh, good for him. I mean, it's a, it's a good story. Uh, joking aside about the you know Coach Prime thing and whatever the hell last year was with the my stuff got stolen. No, it didn't. All that, whatever. Um, it's a cool story. It's great for the city of Jackson that Deion Sanders is here and coaching and winning. It's easier when you when you're able to get better players than your opponents, but hey, it's part of the game, right? It's part of the game. It, William says it was more of state still has a defense. Where's Mike's over the top offense? Let's see Mike do it in the SEC. That see, I promised positive vibes. Uh, we'll talk about this more on Monday. You know what we learned from your teams this weekend. Uh, I think that's mostly it, though. It's, I'm still concerned about the offense. It was better. Because NC State is better than Louisiana Tech. Again, that still holds true. Even after tonight's result, it's still true. 
Um, I am concerned, though, still about their ability to move the football consistently against better defenses. I mean, if you're throwing 50 times in a game, it needs to go for more than 294 yards. It's just not explosive enough, and you're not going to be able to dink and dunk teams in the SEC the way they've done it for the first two weeks. We saw it last year. But when Arnett's defense plays the way that they did, um, you're going to win some football games. There's no doubt about it. You're going to win some football games. So um, no more negativity, William. Positive vibes only tonight. Uh, Louisiana Tech has their hands full with Selah late in the fourth. I'm glad you brought my attention to that because I was not going to look otherwise. Um, I'll use that for the the radio show on Monday because I promise you I'm going to get that sarcastic. I thought you said they were better. (sighs) I don't know why fans argue against their team doing something good. It's like the overrated chant. You guys have heard that. You know what I'm talking about. Overrated. Why? Why do you want to diminish your opponent? Don't you want your opponent to be appropriately rated? Because if you beat them, that means you're really good. So the guy that's inevitably going to say, I thought you said NC State was good. Well, yeah, they are. Why are you trying to convince yourself that they're not when your team just beat them? That means your team is better than a good team. I don't understand it. I I don't get it. But the overrated chain is the dumbest thing ever. When when I was a student in in college, and there was only a couple times that that actually got to happen in football and basketball uh, when I was there, but... I, I, I yelled, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, no, they're not overrated. They're exactly who we thought they were. Shut up. You're making our win look worse. They're not overrated. They're great. NC State was not overrated tonight. They were appropriately rated. It's a good football team. Don't try to convince people like me that they weren't. Then I'm going to tell you, okay, well, that wasn't a nice win then. Dark Steel says it's official. Texas is not back, and they're going to be in for a rude awakening when they come to the SEC. Yeah, uh, it's not Baylor and Kansas and Kansas State and Texas anymore, or in Texas Tech anymore, guys. Um, even the bad teams in the SEC have NFL players all over the field. Yeah, they got punched in the mouth tonight. I was halfway joking when I said this on Twitter, but I kind of believe it. Uh, the SEC added the SEC added Texas for money and Oklahoma for quality. It's halfway true. Oklahoma brings in a lot of money too, but Texas's allure has nothing to do with the quality of their football team. It has everything to do with money. It has nothing to do with football because they're not it. You think they're going to come to the SEC and compete for national championships? Sure they are. Sure they are. But hey, you know, at least they got acclimated well, right? I mean, everybody's got a weird blowout loss in Fayetteville under their belt, so at least Texas is getting that out of the way early. They know what it's like before they really join the SEC to go to Fayetteville and lose inexplicably. So good for them. At least they get to feel. Welcome to the SEC, Texas. Yeah. How about uh, Natty flying the Big 12 flag today? Not wasting a moment of brand promotion. I like it. Um, yeah, good for them, man. I think Cincinnati's, I think they're sustainable. I think UCF is sustainable. I really do. You know, they're not Texas and Oklahoma. Of course not. 
Uh, but I do think the people that are saying things like, oh, well, the the Big 12, after adding UCF and Cincinnati, can no longer be called a Power 5 conference. Okay. Well, then what the hell do you call the ACC? You know, I mean, what is the Big 10 right now? The Big 10 right now is Ohio State, Penn State's okay, Wisconsin's okay. And then what? Did Michigan win tonight? I mean, what's the ACC? It's Clemson, huge drop-off. Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, North Carolina? I mean, no. Yeah, they will be, at least for the time being, the lesser of the Power Five conferences, but I don't think adding UCF and Cincinnati is all that bad. I think both of those programs can become sustainable winners. They're both in states that produce talent at an extremely high level. I mean, if... I don't know. I just I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. I think it was the right call to add UCF in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, BYU's fine, Houston's fine, but those two I think are are adequate. I do. I'm not as negative as some people are about those additions. I think they're sustainable. I think it's good. It's a good addition. Zach says, "Can't wait for Tennessee and Texas or Tennessee at Texas, both playing for bowl eligibility in November." <laughs> hey, but remember back in the 90s, we used to kick ass, you know? Whoo, how about Tennessee today? How about those balls? Oh, man. They, uh, I think they found a quarterback, though. Uh, shout out Kenny Pickett, by the way. Pittsburgh's quarterback, a name you've never heard before. The kid's a gamer. He's a gamer. I mean, he's good enough. Like, his skills are fine, but took some hits, willing to deliver some hits. He's tough. It was really tough, unfazed by a kind of decent atmosphere in uh, in Knoxville. But Hendon Hooker is the better quarterback. He's not very good himself. He's not. Um, but he's better than Joe Milton. Joe Milton has probably the strongest arm I've ever seen in college and also the worst deep ball I've ever seen. How those two things can can coincide with each other is hilarious. But Joe Milton has simultaneously the strongest arm I've ever seen in college and the worst deep ball I've ever seen in college. That poor kid has no touch whatsoever. I mean, he overthrew wide open receivers, what, half a dozen times? And that's being conservative. I'm talking wide open receivers, like touchdowns, not open over the middle with a safety over the top, like, no, Beat everybody wide, you know what, open. And he missed him. Overthrow. At least six times. Uh, it's it's awful. And um it, you know, I just I don't see how you can keep Hendon Hooker out of the starting role anymore. I know Milton got hurt and that's why he he came out of the game, but I, I don't see how you cannot start Hooker. He's better. He's clearly better. They actually move the football a little bit. He can actually, when a receiver is running wide open, 20 yards down the field, can throw it to him. You got to kind of do that if you're running an offense. And it's not like Hooker's a bad athlete, so you can still do the running thing that they like to do with Milton. Uh, He can't play. That's not an SEC quarterback. I'm sorry. It's not. Um, Tennessee's really bad, especially on the offensive line as well. I mean, just really got dominated up front today by Pittsburgh they're in for a long haul. They're in for a long haul. 
All right. I was surprised by how Ohio State played. Uh, honestly, William, I wasn't. I wasn't. I uh, could have seen that coming from a while away. And I picked Ohio State to win the game and cover the spread, but once it started happening, I wasn't surprised. You know, sometimes you make a pick and you're surprised when you're wrong. I wasn't surprised at all at being wrong about o- Ohio State today. They are slow in the back seven. They are slow. Oregon controlled the edges. Oregon out-athleted Ohio State today. That, whew, I I saw that against Minnesota. Napier is a fallback hire, but if if that's really the case for LSU when they move on from Ed, if Napier is their fallback hire, uh, they're insane. And I hope he tells them no uh, if that's the case. But that guy should never be considered a fallback hire. But I, I'm with you, though. I think LSU has the kind of hubris that um, is required to call Billy Napier, a fallback option. Definitely them. Big Dog Coop says, happy for Moorhead. Great dude, great play caller, just didn't work at Mississippi State. Hope he gets another shot and succeeds. That's good stuff, man. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, it seems like a really good guy. Treated the media really well, for whatever that's worth. Um, But he loved your town, and he loved your people. And um, it just didn't work. Uh, I think with time, he would have done well there. Well enough. But when you have the number one defense in college football and lose four games, and then the next year lose six, it's tough. But, no, I, I like him a lot. And I think he will get another shot somewhere. Somewhere smaller, though, back up in the Northeast. But called a hell of a game today. Just found out Bob Shoup moved on from Michigan and currently a defensive assistant at Miami. I liked Bob Shoup a lot. Uh, I liked him, too. I'm out early morning looking forward to hearing your... Uh, yeah, I'll have a good night, man. Yeah, I hear you. It's late. I started earlier than I was even anticipating just because everything was a blowout at this point. I think the Holy War is going on right now. Um, Austin P. Ole Miss just went final 54-17 was the final score. Matt Corralter for 281 and five touchdowns. Ole Miss clearly looked like a team that was... Um, Playing on short rest and only had one practice this week. They looked sluggish and honestly not... uh, I don't want to say unprepared. They were prepared as far as scheme and stuff, but physically unprepared. They looked kind of gassed from the jump and a little sloppy. And uh, That's what happens when you play Monday night and only have one practice before your next game. But, I mean, they dominated. Who cares? But... Yeah, they looked a little sloppy, and as long as they came away injury-free, that's the only thing you can take away from a game like that. College football teams are just inconsistent. No doubt about that. No doubt about that, unless they're Alabama. But, yeah, for sure. Um, I think we will learn a lot about Mississippi State this coming Saturday. We learned a lot about them tonight, about what their defense can be. But if they put two performances together like this in a row, um, then we're getting somewhere. Memphis will be tough next week. Uh, It'll be tough. They'll be favored, and they should be. Not Memphis. Mississippi State will be favored, and they should be. Um, I think we'll we'll know a lot about this team this time next weekend. Milton reminded me of Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald's final pass, Zach says, against that really close game 
with Alabama in 2017, where he threw a Hail Mary 20 yards past the back of the end zone. <laughs> I remember that. It was one of the more impressive Hail Marys you'll see and also the worst, the absolute worst Hail Mary you'll see all at the same time. Do you remember Favre was known to overthrow a Southern? Yeah, it's a little bit different with Milton, though. It's not just like one or two overthrows. It's half a dozen in two quarters. You know, it's wide, wide, wide open receivers that he can't hit at all. It's really bad. It's really bad. How much do you show on film next week against Tulane for Alabama? Pretty vanilla so far. Yeah, they were definitely vanilla tonight also. Um, I don't know, man. Tulane's been really sharp. You have to go in kind of expecting to do whatever you can to win the game, I think. Um, If you feel like the game's in control, maybe you slow it down. But, I mean, that's the thing about Kiffin and Levy and Ole Miss is it's not – they don't run their offense the same offense every week. They run an offense that they cater to their opponent every week. So they will look at Tulane and what it takes to beat Tulane and do and cater their offense, literally add plays and schemes and formations that are catered towards Tulane's weaknesses. And Alabama, if they don't share those weaknesses, won't learn as much watching Tulane film as you think they would. It's not like that for Ole Miss. They will cater whatever, they will change whatever they need to change per opponent based on what their opponent's weaknesses are. So there's not really anything that you hide in the Tulane game for Alabama when Tulane and Alabama might have separate weaknesses. So I don't know if it really goes down like that. But Tulane's a challenge, man. I mean, they can score. Ole Miss better show up ready to play next weekend or else it's going to get dicey. It's tough. They've got a bigger challenge possibly on their hands than Louisville. Yes, they dominated Louisville and, and were without Kiffin and all that, but Tulane can score, man. So they got to show up ready. They can't go in thinking they're going to hide anything. Williams says, I'll talk my Rebels when they play a real team. Yeah, we'll learn a lot about Ole Miss next weekend as well. Not as much because it still is Tulane, but I'm telling you, man, it's it's a challenge. It is a challenge. That team's good. The team is really good. So the mess left uh, by Kevin Sumlin at Arizona, Jason says, getting run out of the stadium by San Diego State. I'm surprised San Diego State didn't get run in conference realignment. Uh, That would have been an interesting addition for the Big 12, I think. It would have been. Looking around the SEC, Kentucky got a nice win, a really nice win over Missouri and Another thing that I was kind of not right about, but uh, Will Levis, the takes about him last week because he threw the ball well against Louisiana Monroe, which might be one of, if not the worst teams in Division One football this year, was not an indicator of anything, really. We needed to see it again, and you know he was okay tonight, but, but that's it. Kentucky's going to win games running the football, being physical and running the football, and they did it tonight. 340 yards on the ground. 340 yards on the ground for Kentucky. Uh, Rodriguez had 206 of them. Uh, So a really impressive win. Kentucky's going to challenge in the East because it's Georgia. 
It's Florida if they stop playing Emory Jones. And Kentucky, I think, is the third best team in the East right now. And it's probably not particularly close. And so that was your one conference game of the weekend. And uh, impressive. Boring as hell, though. I mean, it was kind of high scoring, but wasn't exactly entertained by the game as much as of, of as much of it as I could watch. But anyway, Ed Orgeron is really silencing the doubters, by the way, by beating McNeese 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vanderbilt's losing 14 nothing to Colorado State, whatever. You know, let's just move on. Nick Saban's going to be doing a lot of yelling in the, in the film room this week with their uh, 48-14 win over Mercer. He was losing his absolute mind on the sidelines, but that's Nick Saban, so what do you expect? Georgia beat up on UAB. No uh, no JT Daniels today for Georgia. We'll keep an eye on that. I think it's an abdominal injury. Mentioned Florida, or excuse me, mentioned Texas A&M. They got away with one. Offense is bad. We'll see uh, if Haynes King is healthy because if Zach Calzada has to play against anybody, Texas A&M is probably going to lose the game. He's that bad. Um, Anthony Richardson, I know he's dealing with a hamstring injury, is Florida's best quarterback. And their only shot at beating Georgia and winning the East is if Anthony Richardson is playing quarterback for Florida and not Emory Jones. Sorry, he's just better. He's so much better. Um, mentioned Arkansas. Texas is S-O-F-T soft. Soft, soft, freaking soft is Texas. Uh, South Carolina had to kick a last-second field goal to beat ECU. I was right about the Gamecocks. Yes, they sit here at 2-0, but they are who we think that they are. And Auburn beat up on Alabama State. Let's see, nationally, anything that stuck out? Uh, Miami barely scraped by Appalachian State, by the way. The story from that game was a cat that fell from the upper deck to the lower deck, and there were guys underneath it that saw the cat that was hanging on literally by a nail and uh, they were holding flags and caught the cat as it fell in the flags, and the cat survived. It's an awesome video. It's terrifying, but it's awesome. Other than that, not much there to see. Uh, Talked about Oregon-Ohio State. Let's see. Anything else that interesting happened? Iowa-Iowa State was terrible. Um, Max Hellerman take of the day. It's not really that hot, but it's the truth. Uh, There are not only eight teams better than Iowa State in college football, and there are not only nine teams better than Iowa in college football. They are who they always are to me. Penn State didn't look great, but they've got a big home matchup with Auburn next weekend. Looking forward to that one. Let's see. Anything else go down interesting? No, no, not really. There's your football weekend. There is your football weekend. Sorry about the first minute or so being being muted. I'll have to edit the YouTube title or something. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Glad that uh, that you are with me tonight. Next weekend, it will probably be Sunday morning. Probably. I don't think I'll be doing this on uh, on Saturday night. But anyway, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Always be locked in. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being a part. I hope you had a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Watching NFL football tomorrow. And um, I'll be back with you on Monday morning. So y'all have a good one, and I'll, uh, I'll see you soon.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.